Hello, everyone, and welcome to Not A Podcast. I'm Christian. This is Reese. How's it going, man? Not too bad, Chris. Yourself? First episode. We've been talking about this for about a year now. Probably about a year, yes. I don't know why it's taken this long to start doing it, because... There were just so many iterations of this that we wanted to do. I think we spent a lot of time planning this, but a lot of time not really planning this. It was funny because like we started, we came up with the concept of what we wanted to do. It was completely different to what this is going to be because we were going to do a political one. Yeah, it was going to be more focused on that, but too much of a, well, land landmine. Yeah, and I mean, we came up with days to start shooting and all this stuff and we just ended up not doing it. But we're finally here, we're finally doing it and we're going to make this a bit more laid back than what we had originally planned Sorry, and just talk about a whole bunch of stuff that's been going on every single week, go through some funny stories, go through some, you know, music, movies. Kind of whatever's whatever's happened, yeah, yeah, that maybe some people haven't caught up on, maybe they have caught up on. Exactly. But I think there's a bit of a... A bit of an area here now for people in this kind of side of things, alternative media, to get in there and talk about some of the stuff that is happening but mainstream doesn't really want to pick up. Yeah, and we don't want to make it too structured. We want it to just feel like two guys talking, which is basically what we're doing. And so, yeah, let's just kind of get straight into it. And so... If you guys didn't know about this massive fight that's going to be happening... It's definitely the biggest thing in the world. Absolutely. Ever. But at the same time, some people just don't seem to realise how big it is. If you guys don't know what we're talking about yet, we're talking about the super fight between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. If you take the timeline of human existence, there was like fire and then had nothing really important happened and then just Mayweather McGregor. <laughs> I think that was pretty much it. You know, it's fire, boom. That's true. I mean... Everyone's going to watch this thing. And it's funny because it got announced maybe a month ago. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen, i got to say. Honestly. And the fact that it's happening so quickly is ridiculous to me. I think there was a lot of behind the scenes where they were like, all right. I mean, they're both smart dudes. So I think they're like, if we're going to do this, if we're going to get this, they're going to milk everything. So I think it was all part of the milking process. Absolutely. So yeah. if you didn't know, there was a press conference tour last week. Um, if you didn't know about that, that surprises me considering listening to some of the people that were doing the broadcast, there were about 15 million viewers per press conference Wow! between Showtime and the UFC streams and all that stuff. 15 million people watching two guys get up on stage and just talk shit. It was definitely just a massive shit talk. And that's something we, we, we expected from, from McGregor. If you're a McGregor fan, self-confessed. Total McGregor fan. I mean, big time. I follow everything the guy does. I think it's great. But we knew what we were going to get from McGregor. We knew that he was going to come out and just be absolutely straight fire. Did not expect Floyd not returning all. serve like no that. No way. And honestly, Floyd won. I think he won the first press conference. He won the first one, hands down, I think. Yeah. And I think the third one, Connor kind of went off the rails a little bit. He started to not really think about what he was saying and just start sort of say stuff. Um, I think he kind of lost the crowd. I think they all got... It was just too much. I think four... What, was it four in four days? Or was there... Four in four days in yeah. three different countries. Yeah, so I, I think... I don't even think, like... Don't worry about, like, the timing or anything, but to get two blokes that... Yeah, we understand that they're, they're talking, they're promoting things. That's part of the, the fight game. 
But um, to ask them to do four and what they would at least half an hour to an hour long sessions, like yeah, there, was, absolutely. there was a lot of time. What else can you cover? You're going to come out and you're going to call the guy, hey, you're a little bitch. You're a little bitch. And then, I mean, yeah, everyone's going to trade barbs on that. But Everybody knows what a great promoter Conor McGregor is. Floyd used to be that back when he was Pretty Boy Floyd. He used to talk a lot of shit. But people treated this as if these guys were roast comedians. They expected <laughs> them to come up with eight minutes of material. <laughs> there was no way that was Brand new that material big. every day for four days with no, no sleep. No. I mean, if, if any of you guys listen to Fighter and the Kid, you know Brendan Sharp went on that tour. He was just doing the post and pre-fight shows. He said he was averaging about three hours sleep a night just due to the hectic schedules. Imagine what Connor and Floyd if were doing, the, especially considering yeah. he didn't even go to the London leg. So they were getting on a flight that was about 15 hours yeah. to go and do it again. Did you see that they shared, supposedly they shared a private jet? What's going all, on there? It was all rumor. It was all rumor. Oh, was it a yeah, rumor? It was all bullshit. See, I got yeah. caught by that. And yeah. that's so much of it's coming out. Like, you know, well, with not moving the, too far forward. But um, There's another rumor going around that Connor was knocked out in training. Yeah. This has been debunked very quickly by Paul... Maganati? Yeah, I, I'm name? not going to try and pronounce yeah, his name. Yeah. But wasn't this um, wasn't this the same rumor that happened before the Diaz fight though? And before the Alvarez fight. It's like every single time someone tries to leave. I, I think it's just a clickbait yeah, thing. So you got to like, think. You got to everyone's got to cash in. You got to think about it this way. So apparently this happened when Connor was in Las Vegas. The story came out on the Sunday after the press tour. Yeah. So you got to think about the schedule here that these guys were on. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they were doing press conferences. They f- probably slept in London that night yeah, and then flew home on the Saturday night. How the hell would he have been inspiring oh, why for would a it be? story yeah. to be coming out on the Sunday? Yeah. That do- it doesn't make sense just does not line I think up. it's just clickbait, man. I think we've got to put that one down. As everyone- and look- It happens look, before every conflict look, now. I would, be, I would be cashing in. If I've got, if I've got a site, I, I'm, I'm writing a few that are like, you know, borderline, you know, this or that. Because you do want to, you want to cash in on as much kind of, uh, as much credit as you can on these big events. Because yeah. I mean, if you can get more traffic to your site, I mean, you're going to do it. But I think the biggest thing, how they did these, these kind of, um, were they even called conferences? Even though there were no press questions, I that don't know was, how their press conferences. That was the that that's what makes McGregor so good because it's his conversation skills. It's exactly. coming up with it real quick. You know what I mean? Well, These, you even saw after the first press conference, there was a press conference after that in the back. Yeah, where the press were asking that was much more interesting. And Floyd Senior came yeah, in and, and that was throwing good. insults at Connor. Yeah, and Connor shined yeah. straight away from that, that's and it, it just showed what he can do. Um, I, I kind of knew going into it that these boxing conferences weren't the same as the MMA ones. Oh, I didn't expect it. Um, so. so I kind of knew that it wasn't going to be the same thing. I still thought the press was going to be asking questions. I didn't expect, and I don't think Connor expected either, to be going up there and having to do a speech. Because that first day, he walked up to the podium and he was like, well, I didn't I have know to I was do a speech. To do a speech. Yeah. yeah, and that just threw everything. But I mean, if the biggest, I think the biggest uh, you know, takeaways from that is both of the fighters towards the end just got completely burned out and just started saying stuff that's just going to get you in hot water. I mean, yeah. um, we all know kind of like how society is in the moment. You can't say some of the stuff they said. It was really bordering on that edge of like, even me who's like, you know, push the boundaries. It was like, he didn't need to go there. Yeah, especially that third one where he's talking about he's black from the waist down. I get what he was trying to do. I yeah, get that he was trying yeah. to make it seem that claims of him being re- 
racist were completely ridiculous. So he made ridiculous claims to like exactly. show that. But the way he delivered it yeah. wasn't the right delivery. Nah, and he did it, wasn't. it in Brooklyn in front of a majoritively black crowd. He kind of lost the audience. The press conference was like two hours late. So the crowd were already kind of deflated. Yeah. And that guy they had to come out and try and pump up the crowd. That was bad. Fresh. That poor dude. I felt bad for the guy. I have to, if, if, look, if I had the confidence to do that, to come out on stage and to be like, oh, do you remember this song? And it's like, these are obscure songs that maybe ever like, what? Not obscure, but there's songs that, you know, you hear them in a club and it's like, wow, that's an old song that I like. But if you're doing back to back, Just the catches of these. It's like putting on Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. You get like, it's like, this is, this is an inch. This is funny. This is a funny song. If you you just keep grabbing little bits of similar songs, like similar Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, you're going to get sick of it really quickly. You got to think of it this way. Toronto got Drake. Did he? Did they? Yeah. Drake came out and introduced the whole press conference. Did he or did he not have tears in his eyes? Was it an emotional experience for the crowd? (laughs) Look, who knows? And can I just ask, was there auto-tune on the mic? Because I don't know what that guy sounds like without it. So it was just like a talking like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they get to New York and they get Dougie Fresh, who, you know, all respects to him. He is a legend. He brought beatboxing to the forefront. I don't know who he is. No, no, wait, wait, whoa, whoa. We all know... Coming from Australia, Joel Turner is the one that brought beatboxing, <laughs> beatboxing to the, to the an, forefront. That is an old school reference. Hey, ever hey, heard. hey, Joel Jesus. Turner, we all know that. But, you know, a lot of people say that you need to watch, you know, 50 MMA fights, 10 boxing fights to be able to break down this fight. Um, I don't think, you know what, that probably is true. I've personally watched over 50 UFC fights. Boxing fights, I've watched maybe two or three. So us coming out and saying we think Conor can do it, maybe might not seem credible coming from us but look i stopped doubting connor as soon as he came back and defeated nate diaz because when that fight was announced i remember me and you talking about it i was like it's a bad move yeah it's a real bad move yeah and you know what he's come out ever since then i know it's only been two fights but he's come out ever since then and proved every single doubter wrong and this time i think this is definitely his toughest test by a very long way but i that le- left hand is deadly. I think the thing that gets me and the thing that just says that you can't count McGregor out is just the mentality of the dude. Um, yeah. It's just that positivity and that ability to get into his opponent's mind, but also to project exactly what's going to happen. And I mean, I don't know if people have tried it before, but I myself have tried it and it works. If you, if you can think about a situation and kind of visualize how the situation is going to go, you've already kind of half lived it exactly. because, you know, as humans, we're pretty good at, at running through what's going to happen. We're making a story up and like coming up and, and thinking about what the person might say, what the person might do. So if you're going in there and you're just focusing on, you know, this person, this bout, this is what I'm going to do and knowing this is what might happen you kind of get a bit more of a feel of it than if you're just going in there and, you know, a lot of fighters will just be like, the fight's a fight, you know, we're going to get in there and and we're going to fight. It's the fight game. It's like, well, I mean, Connor's the first one to bring that really. And I think it's the positivity that I I just, I just love that kind of mentality, man. That that's a life changing mentality. If you're able to, to take that on board, a lot of people won't, a lot of people will. And I think Connor knows exactly what he's doing and what he's getting himself into. Um, He's got one of his biggest doubters in camp with him right now in Paul Malinaji. Yeah. Um, a guy who, when Connor was even talking about fighting Floyd, um, he was out, Paul was out there going, I'll take the fight. I'll take the fight. Yeah. I didn't know because, that. Was he trying? <laughs> yeah. He was trying to get the fight as well. Oh, there you go. 
basically any boxer under the sun was trying to get that fight. Oh, yeah. Well, $100 um, million. Dollars. I'd probably actually... No, I'm not going to get in the ring with McGregor. <laughs> um, I don't think $100 million is going to fix... You know, I, that have to put me on damage. ice for 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 probably about 150 yeah. years before I get new brain. Yeah, but you be, know, yeah. End of the day, this fight's going down August 26th. I think it's going to be way more entertaining than anybody's expecting it to be. I think this fight, like especially for the first six rounds, it's going to probably be the most entertaining piece of sports ever. Look, honestly, timeline fire. Conor McGregor and Mayweather. That's that's it. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Let's move on from that. Um, so we're going to get into something that has been a bit of a hot topic of debate for a little while now. And that is the Rage Against the Machine knockoffs straight from the path. Knockoffs is tough. Like, like, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, look, um, heavily influenced. Heavily. Heavily, heavily influenced. Um, they've released a new song, and it's called "Straight from the Path." This is. Did you say that? I did straight? say. Okay, I right. did say "Straight from the Path." They've, they've released a new song called uh, "Good Night Alt Right." And you knew just from the from the title that it was going to be ear cancer. And I tell I tell you what's funny because I saw that they would released a new song, and I actually got really excited. They're not. A, they're not. A, they're not the worst band. I'm I've not going to say. I've seen them play live, and they always smash it out of the park. I have seen, seen them play um, live, and, and so. I saw that they had a new track out. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Saw the album title. It didn't really give anything away. And then clicked on it and goodnight, all right. And mm. uh, first listen to this song. <laughs> we listened to it together um, in the car. We do most things together. We're you know, bordering sometimes and on, you know. Anyway. Man, this is pretty extreme for a band who, if they were actually confronted with someone with a differing opinion, probably wouldn't turn to violence i don't think so and i think that's kind of like that's kind of one of the funny things if you're going to come across like this um you've got to be able to back it up i think if you're going to act as though you're one of these tough guy people then that's that's, that's what you know don't want to stay stay on it too long that's why i like connor because he says these things and he backs them up mm -hmm. this is why people don't like mundane he runs his mouth. He exactly. doesn't really back him up. There's a big difference. Exactly. You know? And I think that's kind of the same from these guys. I mean, it's not punk. It's it's not... Punk is going against the establishment. And exactly. And that's the thing about punk back in, you know, the Sex Pistols time, um, bands like that, um, it was annoying the establishment. It exactly. was doing things purposely just to get a reaction out of your... your mostly your elders, yep. who you looked at as like, you know, your squares, but... This isn't doing anything that's... It's not punk. This is mainstream. Yeah, it's very mainstream. And throwing out terms that really have no place in the conversation of what's going on in the world at the moment, terms like Nazi punks and all this stuff, when really, when you say that someone with a differing, differing opinion to you is a Nazi punk... That really downplays how severe the Nazis were back in World War II because they were out there killing Jews, silencing the people, controlling every little bit of what they were doing. Exactly. And that has nothing to do with what's going on in any political climate. Well, maybe it's like it's happening from the in, left. <laughs> yeah, from the left in certain countries, yes. Yeah. But in the US, no way. Nobody's no. telling you you can't do these things. The only people saying that free speech shouldn't be a thing anymore is the side that they're on. Exactly. Which is, is, which is exactly like you see it in the lyrics, which is, I don't know exactly the lyrics, but pretty much like, you know, let's just dumb it all down to, if you disagree with me, I'm going to punch you in the face. It's like, exactly. that's not... Okay, for one, all that does is it creates 
animosity and really hysteria yeah. because it builds something up because if your opponent is a Nazi, I mean, there's only one reaction to a Nazi, which is like, you know, Churchill's like, fight them on the beaches kind of thing. You exactly. take it straight away to that. Whereas I disagree with people every day. Like I, you know, if you're anyone who's like from the middle of the aisle or to the right, you're going to deal with, you know, everyday situations mm -hmm. where it's lefties versus you or it's people yeah. saying things and making you out as the bad guy. Do I dislike these people? No, like I'm friends with them. Exactly. I'll, get it, I'll be having a few beers. We get into a bit of an argument. Most of the time, unfortunately, a lot of them take it personally, but yeah. you don't take it personally. It's not a personal thing. Not at right? all. It, it, it's, you have your disagreements. Um, you kind of, you try to come to some kind of agreement within that. But if you don't, at the end of the day, you go, oh, who cares? Let's go, let's go hang out. But they're creating that kind of complete hatred. And that's what I saw. There was a, um, there was a poll that was done and they, uh, they interviewed, um, got responses from leftists yeah. and over 50% of them said they wouldn't be friends with Trump supporters. It's so ridiculous. That's just creating such a massive division. Well, I know people like that. Like I've, I have friends overseas who yeah. I've seen say things like that. And I go, that's just so completely non-rational. No, it's, it's the fact that you will give up being friends with someone who obviously is just out there trying to, you know, talk about their values and yeah. trying to side. They're not trying to side with a complete, a com, you know, particular side that is going, where do my values line up? Yeah. Oh, it just happens to be a little bit to the exactly. right. Exactly. Okay. I don't get the hatred to that or the lack of um, not wanting to have a conversation about it. That's it. I think, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about this on our respective social media and, and yeah. kind of the, the reply we got was, you know, oh, it's opening up a dialogue, but it's like, it's not. And the thing about it is a lot of people, maybe this is their first kind of um, um, interaction with um, politicized or what's going on in the, in the American landscape at the moment, the political landscape. Um, and they say, oh, well, at least now we're talking about it. It's like, no, no, no. We've been talking about it for a long time, right? And this is exactly what we've been saying the whole, long, the whole time, which is you need to have this open discussion and that as soon as you start doing this, as soon as you start defining everyone who disagrees with you as a Nazi, there goes the discussion. Exactly. It's gone. It's not opening it up at all. And it creates this animosity that we've now seen from, once again, we saw it from the left where we got a, an article and I think it was on medium.com or something. Okay. And it was a few days before um, John McCain was actually diagnosed with brain cancer yeah. saying, you know, John McCain, what, what's the headline? It says, uh, please just fucking die already. I mean, really? I mean, it's, it's so primal. It's so unintelligent and i think it's just there's no there's no courtesy in it at all like there's no no <laughs> it's not there's got to be some sort of civility um you know you're allowed to get as hated as you want within like certain confines but actually saying that you wish your opponent to die i mean for one if your opponent dies you lose because you haven't actually you haven't been able to um to win the argument and bring them over to your side or to be You've waited to, for them to die and yeah, now exactly. automatically you're the winner. Exactly. Apparently. It's like it's like default. It's like Homer like sitting there screaming, default, like, you know. It's just uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me. And and now it's funny that that article's come out and now John McCain's actually got brain cancer and it's got like a one percent survival. I know. He's gonna die. This is it. Yeah, it is. And um, whether or not you like the guy, I'm not particularly a fan of John McCain. No, but, but you know, does he deserve to be spoken to or spoken about like that? No. And if it was roles reversed, oh, imagine, imagine if someone had said something about something oh, like oh. this about Obama. I mean, it, it would, would be, be 
the story of the world. Exactly. And you've always got people on the outside who are, you know, there's always going to be your nuts right wingers or your nuts left wingers yeah, who are saying things like this. And what what really is what you need to look out for is what the mainstream of each side is saying. So when the mainstream right will come out and they'll they'll straight away denounce this kind of you know, um, these kind of words. Whereas the mainstream left kind of seems to legitimize it or just go quiet. Of course. So just kind of, and that's in itself is kind of... It's just such a scary trend that... Well, that was it. I mean, we saw Clementine Ford the other day, I don't know if you saw the article, saying that it's about time that we shut down free speech because supposedly she's really smart and she knows what everyone should do. Wrong. Like, I mean... Wrong. How people get such a high opinion of themselves that they think that everything that they say and comes out of their mouth is gold and is obviously the thing that everybody needs to do. Look, I get that sometimes your values line up in different ways to ours. That's kind of the point. That's why the conversation needs to be there. Exactly. And, and it's a check and balance. You don't want one side to be dominant. because there's, there's It's why there's not one party. If there was one party, exactly. we'd all be screwed. Exactly. Um, it's kind of one of those things where we've kind of seen it recently that people in power it's it's always um you know it's the argument from from um argument from authority which is a fallacy which pretty much just posits that because i am x i get to tell you this and it's like no if the logic is bad if the argument is bad you lose it doesn't matter what your position is and exactly. that's the thing i think a lot of people are tying themselves into their arguments too much as well and taking it really personal yeah it's like if i get beaten if i actually and look it happens. There are a lot of times where I get into an argument and I realize halfway down the track, it's like, man, I have really just stuffed up here. And I'm like, yeah. look, man, I'm, I'm out. Either I'll be like, I'm out of my depth or I'll just be like, I got to come back to you because, you know, I've lost it. And if I get, if I get proven wrong, well, I've learned something, haven't I? That's kind of the point. Don't that's, you think? I think like that's if, definitely If you it. believe something that turns out to be wrong, you want to know that so exactly. that you can grow from that and learn the proper perspective exactly and now you've got the information that you can now move forward and say well i've gone down that path or thought out that path and it kind of lets you leap off onto the next thing you know you learn all these little little um uh what would be the word lessons in life that then you know it's all part and parcel of who you are you know so if at any point i can be um disagreed with and actually be proven wrong more than happy to once the once the logic fits once the argument fits well then i'm done and i've done that a few times i used to you know i used to hold completely different views about politics and it was just like man i'm wrong i'm completely wrong and i look back now and i'm like wow like i was like a raging not a raging atheist but a guy who you know was like a a dawkins kind of like oh religion is just terrible and i'm like no like it's just and man i was yeah i held that view it's it's sometimes you just have to i think just accept man it up man up a little bit and and just move on yeah all right well we are going to take a short break and we'll be back with you guys in just a second enjoy this sweet sweet tune he came he saw (laughs) he died (laughs) she sleeps in the same room with that creepy weird woman whose mother wears a hood over her head Man. I'm told her and Obama just stink. 
Obama and Hillary both smell like sulfur. All right, so we are back. For you guys, that was about 30 seconds. For us, that was a good 10 minutes. So, that was a good, um, it's a good time. We're going to stay a little political for a little bit longer, talk about some things that have just been really dumb. There's just been a lot of dumb stuff going on the last week. It's got to be, so, it's got to be like, it's got to be ignorance or arrogance. I like, I like it. It's it's like between the two. Bit of both. And I mean, in this kind of scenario, both, either being ignorant or arrogant, kind of makes you, um, it should preclude you from being in this position. And <laughs> Absolutely what we're talking should. about is being a senator. So the Greens have managed to lose two senators in Very the space quickly. of, what was it, like two days? Yep, and it's about to be three. So it was the first one, and you're like, wow, that's hilarious. And then the second one comes around, and it's like, this this couldn't be any funnier. I mean, yeah. honestly, you... Uh, so let's, let's tell them what happened. Okay, so... Pretty much, I don't know the names of the senators. I think it was, I think it was Ludlam. One I think of them it was, was Larissa Waters. So that's the second one. Yeah. So it was Waters, and let's let's get. I'm sure it was Scott Ludlam. Uh, Scott Ludlam. Yes, Ludlam. Okay, so firstly, Scott Ludlam gets um, ditched because he was a Canadian. No, no, no. That's that's Larissa Waters. So yeah. practically, you're not allowed to be a senator if you hold dual citizenship. Now, that's that's a constitutional. Law. Yep. It's it's a constitutional rule. It's in the constitution or something like that. Basically, if you want I should to be this. a senator in this country, you need to be from this country. Well, I think it's more. It's it's not that you have to be from this country. It's more because if you're a dual citizen, it's kind of where do your allegiances lie? Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty easy to like. So I mean, in administrative law, when you start to get into the realm of bias, it's not about whether or not there is bias. It's yeah. whether there's perceived bias so it's like if you're a judge adjudicating a particular case and someone could see that you could possibly like you know there's that perceived kind of level of bias this person could be biased that's when you can apply to get the person the judge off off the case yeah Yeah. you know and it's the same kind of thing here so you don't want someone being from another country or having that dual citizenship sorry because who are they acting for i mean are they still tied do they still have ties to to canada i mean that's a bit of a, a like a long draw here. I don't think either of them were working in the interests of another country. Yeah. However, however, these are the rules, and it's kind of as I said before, it's an ignorance or an arrogance thing. Either you're so ignorant you don't know that you're a dual well, citizen. Well, here's the thing: the laws are in place. You have gone out to be a senator. The fact that you wouldn't check to make sure that you are not a dual citizen, to make sure that you are just a citizen of this country. Yeah. And it takes you this long to realize it, that you've earned, what was it, like $3 million? $3 million, I think, between the two. Yeah. So that's money that they never should have made. No. So, And that's one of those things where it's as easy as renouncing your citizenship. So all you have to do is go, oh, I want to run it as a senator. So yeah. you renounce your Canadian citizenship. Yeah. I mean, that's not really hard. I think the fact that it took them this long to realize it shows that they shouldn't be in this position as well because they can't be that, you know... They can't have that much attention to detail. Exactly. You've, if they don't even know if they're a complete citizen of this country. Well, if if they actually fulfill the necessary uh, requirements, um, and I think that kind, I, I I think what that's indicative of is the fact that the people that we do have in power, um, yeah. our representatives, what what do they have that makes them qualified to be represent? And look, I understand. 
in a democracy, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, if you're, a, you know, not not to say that a fireman is anything less than someone who's, you know, a, a PhD doctorate. Yeah. But, um, you know, democracy is great in the sense that you can have people that represent the people and are just, you know, your everyday yeah, exactly. kind of person. I think that's kind of the point. But I think when you get into that position, whether or not what your original trade was or whatever you were doing, yeah. you need to have that ability and that, to bring yourself up to that level where you are far more um, analytical and you understand you know what's required of you. And that's a, that's a really simple one. It's, I mean, that's not a hard one to be. It just you know. shows that some of these senators aren't doing the basic things to make sure that they're doing what they can for the country in the best way possible. It's, and it's that lack of attention to detail that shows that what else are they not looking into properly? What yeah, else that's are they exactly forming opinions on that, you know, aren't valid. That's the thing. And I think um, I think a lot of people get into politics and they're, they're kind of just one, you know, they've only got one thing that they go for, you know. Yeah. Maybe they're, um, you know, in the sense of the Greens, they're environmentalists. Yeah. Um, being well-versed in, in environmental issues doesn't necessarily make you... Um, a suitable candidate. It doesn't make. I mean, because you may know everything there is to know about environmental environmental issues, but do you understand, you know, simple economics to really be able to see how your your views, your environmentalist views, impact on the economy? For example, I mean, I don't want to draw too much from it. I, I, yeah, they're gone now. Um, they might be losing their third because now the third the third guy might be kicked out because. Um, he was in a position where he was earning profit and he was working for a university. Yeah. So now you, they might be three down. I don't even know what the um, what the process is to replace them. I would, I would assume that they're coming from the Greens because it was the yeah. Greens that, you know. And I think, it's, I think this kind of stuff is pretty indicative of that party. Look, there are bad parties on both the left and the right, but the Greens for me have always been one that have stood out as being severely incompetent of doing anything that's not far left environmentalist issues. I think... I think they're kind of um, they're hysteria, an hysteria party. So yeah. pretty much, they just get in there, and it's like the whole world is going to end if we don't do this. And it it's, it turns the it turns the blinders on. And we saw that coming up all the way to our election, where me and you both on Facebook, lots of our friends were going greens, 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 without really looking at the issues that the greens were trying to push. And it turned out that. Not many people were voting for the Greens. It just exactly well, they that, go that, out and they blanket everybody with their beliefs, but at the same time, it means that not a lot of other views can get through because there's so many. Of it's them. a big virtue signal. It's a, yeah. I think it's a big virtue signal, and you get, and they're kind of a party that um, their supporters are very vocal, and it's very vocal in the sense that if you don't f- believe in this, you're the worst person in the world. Exactly. And, and it's kind of funny. We had people our age that were voting and their main reason is they're going to legalize weed. It's like, I mean, you've got libertarians that believe that weed should be legalized. I mean... Yeah, lots, lots of parties believe that. I mean, I believe that. I, I Honestly, I think that if um, a person who is an adult, if they want to do something, I mean, leave it to them. Um, yeah. But obviously, there are a lot of consequences that come and we can, we've yeah. seen with what, what are the states in, in the US that have legalized it? I mean... They're, California? California. California, and I've I saw that they've had a massive increase in the amount of um, car Perfect accidents. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, you need to understand that you know, with such freedom, um, there there are certain responsibilities that come, personal responsibilities, and it's just basic stuff. It's don't drive when you're high. It's <laughs> yeah. a very basic thing. It's the same with drink driving. Yeah, 
but people still do it. Of it's going to happen no matter what. Even if weed isn't legal, exactly. There's, there's still going to be still people. Yeah, and there are still people that are going to smoke weed. I don't of think it'd stop anyone from actually getting it. No. Um, but so. regu- regulating it's going to do something good. Yeah, I think. yeah, I think so. I mean, um, there's the argument to be made for um, for the taxes that can that can come from it. But I mean, yeah. I, I really, I really don't. I'm not, I'm not really for and against for or against on this. Um, I don't see it as it's one of those issues I, that's I a background tra- I issue. I kind of take the Stephen Crowder approach of I don't really care. I'm the same. It's it's like there are so many more important pertinent issues that um, that come before this. I think this is kind of an an auxiliary one. <laughs> yeah, but, for sure. Um, for sure. You know, moving on from. Um, crazy political leaders because um, I think now this is one that no one, no one really um, comes across, yeah. especially in Australia, but um, Justin Trudeau, um, apart from being a pinup, yeah, I got, I got to give it to the guy. He's a, he's a good looking dude. You know? <laughs> he's, an, he's a good, he's good looking, looking dude, looking, you know, fine. like um, no homo, um, but he's come out and he's paid $10.5 million to a convicted terrorist. Yeah. Now, $10.5 million is more money than most of us are ever going to see in our lives. I mean, exactly. if you're lucky, if you're McGregor, you're going to make $100 million, So this is just, you know, a little bit of a penny in the uh, bucket. <laughs> um, but so pretty much uh, the, the skeleton of this story is that this guy was convicted of, I think it was five counts of, um, of terrorist activities. In the, he killed right. an American soldier. Yeah. Um, when he was overseas in the Middle East, yep. then he's been captured. He's been interrogated by the Canadians, um, who I'm sure this is the thing that gets me the most. This is the biggest downfall. I mean, interrogated by Canadians. What, what did they do? Ask really, really <laughs> nicely. <laughs> Can you please give us this information? I mean, it must've been terrible. Oh, sorry. Anyway. We've been questioning you for five minutes. We're really sorry. Yeah. About this. Do you need to make a call? Do you need, you know, what would She's you like? $10.5 million. Yeah. Look, so supposedly the, um, interrogation methods that they use have contravened some sort of, it's probably a UN law. So is it really a law? Not really. Um, Not- and so they've decided that they're going to apologize. So Trudeau's come out and apologized to this guy who has killed an American soldier. 15 years ago, he tossed a grenade in the direction of Sergeant First Class Christopher Spear. And he's now dead. The grenade would probably... that that's If you throw a grenade, there's like a 50... Oh, oh, Maybe even more than a 50, 50 but you know that like in, in the mix of things that could possibly happen is explosion... Well, Death. not only did it kill Spear, but it also blinded another. Yeah, sergeant. so so this dude has pretty much been rewarded for killing someone, and, and to make matters another. worse, now to make matters worse, over in the US, the family of 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 the deceased, um, the wife and the child, has sued for damages against this guy. Yeah, right? gotten a judgment. Yeah. Right? And quickly moved, the Canadian government quickly moved forward and gave this guy the money, right, as right. quick as they could, so that the judgment in the US couldn't apply in time, right? And then they, they asked for an injunction, so pretty much to be like, whoa, whoa, don't give this dude the money, you know, right. we, we have claim on it. Yeah. Um, and the Canadian Supreme Court was like, ah, nah, we're not going to grant this injunction because there really just isn't like, you know, there's not enough. Uh, I, I think the term is it's got to be like special circumstance. So there's not right. enough of a special circumstance to grant an in- injunction stopping prohibiting this guy from getting the money. And now, so they've pretty much fallen on their on their backside where they don't have um, any grounds to get any compensation. And, you know, I mean, how would you feel if, yeah, you're in that position where one of your loved ones gets killed and the perpetrator gets paid $10.5 million. 
I mean, the guy is just an apologist, really. Like, really is, and really has no backbone to stand up for what's right. Really, just wants to do whatever the citizens of his country want him like ask for. It doesn't matter as long as I don't it's even the know left. if they've asked for it, man. I think I think that he is one of those guys that would. He, he tries to frame everything as guilting anyone who disagrees with him. And that's what it is. He'll guilt them and be like, oh, look, you know, you've got to be, um, you know, you've got to look at the, um, the issues and how, and how poorly this person was treated. And you're the bad person if you don't understand that this person's been mistreated. But it's like, and that's kind of typically what happens. But it's like, this person has done some terrible things. Yeah. Terrible things. Awful. And now to try and turn around and guilt anyone who talks out of turn or disagrees with you, I mean, that's that's what you're getting from but Canada th- at the moment. That's kind of what the people are asking for at the same time because you see all these groups of protesters going out, trying to stop free speech, trying to stop... Like, the Black Lives Matter movement over in Canada is really bad. In Canada? And real real bad. If you see some of the videos of these, it's not as violent, Yeah. but they are everywhere. They're trying to stop free speech. They're trying to do all this stuff and they're electing this guy who simply goes... That's fine. We'll apologize to everyone. We'll stop them from talking. Oh, you're a transgender person. This person didn't want to, you know, speak your pronouns. Then we're well, going to make it illegal for them not to use your pronouns. That's 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 another. Yeah, that's another. I think I think that's another one for another time. But I think it is too. Yeah. I think definitely that that plays into it, and that plays into the kind of person that Justin Trudeau is. And it's all it's doing is it's rewarding who can be the the loudest and the most violent. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's just and that's saying, a bit Whoa, massive problem. you're gonna you're gonna riot. We're gonna give you what you want. It's like it's like giving a baby the lolly just because it's crying and that's yeah it's exactly what it is why would you the why, perfect metaphor. yeah so i i think i think that's just kind of what we've come to expect from justin trudeau i don't yeah. think many australians kind of get any information on who he is or what he does apart from the slick kind of look of oh hey i'm justin trudeau and i'm a slightly good looking dude yeah um but um i mean as i said yeah. that's really what we get to expect and moving on to uh, uh, uh we're just gonna we're gonna kind of go over these next couple of things a little bit briefly because um, these two issues are quite recent. Um, We don't know a lot of the facts going on, so we're just going to try and talk about what we know. Um, If it comes out in the next, you know, day or two that things are different and... um, what some of the things that we've said on... We'll just work off the facts that we've got. We're just working off what we've got, so... We may come back to this next week if more comes out, but for now... um, It looks bad. Let's talk about this, so... um, you, you take the lead on this one. Okay, so pretty much we have an Australian woman who's gone and she's living in America now. Well, she was living in America before she was blown away. Um, she's called the police and the police have come to her house. Um, she called it something to do with maybe she felt like she was hearing she a rape next door or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's you know done the right thing, been the good neighbor and gone out to speak to the police in her pajamas and... One of the police officers has leant over across his partner and blown her away. Like five, what was like four or five shots? Yeah. So, I mean, at the moment, it's literally all the facts we know right now and all that the police have released is the officer reached over and let off some rounds. Yeah. They weren't specific as to how many. They haven't said why he did it. They've protected this guy really, really hard when he's. Obviously, done something very wrong. Well, we've already this 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 guy has two outstanding um, infractions or issues that happened that they're suppressing as well. They're not allowed to bring these out, and he's only been on the force for a very short amount of time. And this is the third one now, so it makes you kind of wonder. It does go to the character of the um, of the person in the sense of how, how well is he doing his job? If this is the second, exactly. this is the third time that um, 
a, a major issue has come up. I mean, she wasn't armed. And the Not thing is, all. the thing is, we've seen this with um, Philando Castile, which we both talked about this at the time yeah. between ourselves. We both agreed that that cop stuffed up monumentally. Oh, as soon as you saw the footage, you know that he knew that he screwed yeah, up. Yeah, you could see on his face because he's freaked out. You know, just do a quick recap of that. The guy went to go into his for his wallet and the cops freaked out and blown him away. Now, I mean, that's a major stuff up. We, we heard... Blanket coverage. About how Blanket. this was an indication of police going out there and purposely killing... Um, African-Americans. And now on the flip side, we haven't heard anything in the same kind of ballpark from the, from, from any of the mainstream outlets, you know, it's reported as, as it should, which is, these are the facts we're waiting on more to come out, but more so what I'm kind of, um, trying to make clear is that there's not that same outrage. And are we going to get that same coverage? Are we going to get that? Are we going to get proper, coverage where the police involved are going to be held to the highest requisite standards. Yeah. Um, it's a sad case. Um, and we'll just have to see what comes out because I think, I think you have to wait for all the facts to come out. You you really there do. is, there's due process here. They're going to, they're going to investigate. Exactly. I mean, body cams weren't on. It would have been great if they were obviously. No body cams, no cam on the vehicle. That's the weirdest one. They have said that, why can't they get the, the cam on the vehicle? Because that's going to be looking at them as well, right? Yeah, uh, no, I think it just looks out the hood. But just at, at the same okay, time, well. you still hear everything that's going on. You can hear the conversation. And why was that not on? Or why was that not? It's, anyway. it's just so beyond me as to why. Whenever these things st- seem to happen, body cams always seem to be off for the most part. Not all the time, but for the most part, body cams don't seem to be used when yeah. they should be. Look, if I'm a cop, I'm 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 getting my own body cam, a 361 in the US because I don't want to get pinned for, you know, some sort of uh, some sort of thing that's occurred that I don't know about. Like, uh, like uh, that, that that could that could be um interpreted yeah. as me going after someone um and, and not doing my due, due diligence. So, but anyway, um, we'll see what comes of it, and we'll just we'll just have to hope hope that the uh, the investigation goes through smoothly. And, and you know, let's hope for all parties that you know. I hope the cop. I don't hope the police officer was in the right, but I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I hope this wasn't just a, a straight out. He shot him for no yeah. good reason because I mean, then then a woman has lost her life for literally no reason yeah. and this person should be in prison for the rest of his life. If it comes out that something she was, she was doing something, then I think that will, ju- I don't want it to be justified. Yeah. It's I not a justifiable want, I thing, see, but I don't want to see anybody be killed by, yeah. for any reason. But obviously if it's like a clear cut, like just blown out of proportion, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. It's one of, it's a hard one, but um, anyway, so Moving on from that, there's one more Dower subject that we really need to talk about um, today. And uh, this only came out yesterday. I woke up to the news in the morning. I really couldn't believe it when I first saw yeah, it. Yeah, that was... I woke up and really did think it was a hoax. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Lincoln Park vocalist Chester Bennington uh, passed away yesterday at the age of 41. Um, so the coroner has come out today um, and has confirmed that it was suicide um, via hanging, uh, which is so unfortunate. Um he was such a brilliant vocalist, one that um, really was part of probably one of the best debut records of all time in Hybrid oh, Theory. Was it Hybrid Prob- Theory? Yeah, yeah, probably the And Meteora is one of those ones that just... Probably one of the best sophomore albums of yeah, all time. Yeah, defining, defining album and for... And say what you will about the band where they went after that. Um, it is unfortunate to see a guy who 
obviously was struggling with mental health health issues throughout his entire career. Throughout yeah, his entire this is life. this is the first thing we we're talking about, and, and just saying like, was there anyone who was maybe asking this guy some questions? Because you look at the songs, you look at the content yeah. of the songs, and you just think to yourself, "Wow, that makes sense." Like it makes sense, like you know. Yeah. that he did because it, it's almost like every single song is him dealing with some serious inner, inner demons. Exactly. Man. Like, and it's, it's, it's beyond me how people around him didn't realize this was happening. I'm going to bring up look, the track not, 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 that, not that there's like any, um, you know, obviously we have to preface by saying there's not like there's any blame on people around not him, all, but it does all. make you kind of think, double think, you know. Yeah. Well, you, you look at the song titles of the latest album, an album that, Granted, I wasn't the biggest fan of. I did um, not like it at all. But you look at some of the song titles here and even listen to the lyrics. The first song on the record is called Nobody Can Save Me. Yeah, if that's then not like a bit second, of an alarm. Second song, Good Goodbye. Third song, Talking to Myself. Then there's songs called Invisible, Heavy, Sorry For Now, One More Light. It's, yeah. It just, he was obviously crying out for help but didn't know how to go up to people and ask for help. Yeah, I uh, mean, this is this is one of those. It's like a can of worms, man. If you um if you speak about suicide, and it's so funny because um you get people out there who just say, oh well, if you haven't had suicide, uh, you know, if you haven't had suicidal thoughts, if you haven't had anxiety, if you haven't dealt with depression, then you can't have any opinion on it, or if you can't. And I mean, I can understand what they're saying in the, in the sense that it is hard to really um empathize with people who've been like that yeah because if you've never been in that position yeah sure maybe it takes a bit but we as humans can empathize with other humans course, it's yeah. possible so i mean i think everyone is um is open and i think it's fair to give people the ability to have their opinion or to talk about it to open that dialogue and i think as soon as you, you're just cutting people out when you're just saying look you know if you haven't had this you don't get to say anything about it but i think for for me this is one of those ones that can really go either way. Now, with with um, certain people, um, they they really do need um, a, a, an ear, like you know, someone to just support them and be there, for, and that's really helpful. Yeah. Other people do not respond to that at all, yeah. and other people almost need, you know, look, man, take responsibility of your life, kind of thing, and not in a not in a um, you know a. a a detrimental way not in saying like oh you know you're this and that but saying look man make something of yourself you know take responsibility for your kids or whatever give them the best life that can really pump some people out and get them into a better mood so it's really it's such a case-by-case -case basis that i think doing the this whole blanket of you know you need to be the lending if that's what the person wants sure but you also do have a lot of people that you can be a, a, a lend an ear but um it's not going to be particularly conducive to sorting them out because there are some people that really do need something that something to wake up for every morning, some sort of responsibility. Um, and I think really it's kind of these kind of things happening and these kind of rate of depression, it really is reflective of our society and the fact that now that religion has taken a backseat and a lot of people don't believe in anything. I mean, if you don't believe in anything and if you aren't, making up your own reason for existence or coming up with your own, you know, reason to, you know, get involved in the daily grind or to make something of yourself. Why are you doing it? You know what I mean? And that's, that, that's pretty confronting if you think about it. Yeah. So, you know, in summary, look, it's really sad to see a guy who inspired so many people over the years uh, pass away at such a young age. But um, unfortunately, that's just sometimes something that happened with mental illness. So um, we're going to take another short break and we'll be back real soon with a bit more of some lighter things to talk about. So uh, we'll see you soon. We got some good stuff.
We are back for a little shorter segment to close this out. We're going to close this show out every week with a little segment we like to call Everyone is a Moron. And that's because that's as close everyone as it can seems be to, to be a moron. That's as close as it can be to, to rhyming. Everyone is a moron. Yep. It's, kind of, it's kind of close. Look, we came up with that on the fly. I think it does pretty well. So we've got four really dumb articles here. One that's a bit more serious, but they're all just just real dumb stories. So for those of you who don't know, there was this guy that went on um, one of the shows over here. Um, a current affair, which is in itself one, a real of dumb the, show. one of the dumbest things that have possibly happened. So he went on this show and I'll put an image up on the screen now. He's got this tattoo on his face that covers his entire jaw that he got in prison. Um, did he get says, it in prison? How do you get that in prison? Look, I don't know, but he did. But it says devastate with an eight. <laughs> so, so he's got the eight because because it's not going to fit on his head. So he's got a he's got a pretty big melon, pretty big head. Um, so he went on a current affair and basically said he couldn't get a job now because of this massive tattoo on his face. Which, on first reaction, you go, yeah, no shit. What goes through your head to get devastate? Like that's yeah. So basically, he went devastate on- your chances of ever being employed. <laughs> So he went on a current affair and basically said, I can't get a job now. He's got a girlfriend, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure he does. Jeez, man. If my girlfriend stayed with me after I got devastated, either she is really coming in at the low spectrum of IQ <laughs> or she's just a real top-notch gal who yeah. just supports him no matter what. Hey, babe. Sorry, I've, I've got a, a you know a little bit of a surprise here. Um, oh, you know, she gets excited and whatnot. Hey, got a tattoo. Devastate. Noggin. Nah. <laughs> Nah. So basically, he, th- this story came out, and so I'm trying to bring up the actual number here of how many people. I think it was 45. Jobs. Like, let's just go. Yeah, for it was 45 job offers he got since after the after he goes out. on the show saying I can't get employed. He, so the the main goal of going on is to get a job. Is to yeah, is to get a job. So he got 45 job offers, and he has turned all of them down. And he's got zero jobs and one terrible tattoo at the moment. <sighs> It's ridiculous to me. Look, he's getting it removed. I'm pretty sure he's gotten it removed now. It's still going to be scarred to the shit. Is it? Is it scarred or is it like... Because I know they've gotten like pretty good at that. So, you know, I remember just, you know, 10, 15 years ago, everyone was saying, you know, it'd be really good to get into right now. Tattoo removal. Yeah. That was a good investment choice. Good investment you choice. You know, whoever's gotten in on that, kudos to, um, you know, looking into the distance and saying, man, there's going to be a lot of people getting devastate tattooed on their yeah. noggins. But I think... After seeing this, seeing him just turn back all these job offers, I think now you just go, well... He obviously didn't want a job. Obviously. He just wanted the attention. He wanted his five minutes of fame. Yeah. And now he's just going to live the rest of his life doing basically nothing. Let's just hope for his sake and everyone else's because he's... 90% 90% chance here that he's going to be on welfare. So let's hope that for everyone else, he goes and gets a job. And for his kid as well. He's got a kid, right? Uh, yeah. So let's hope for, you know, I feel bad for the child in this one. So let's keep it light though. So maybe we just you know, overlook <laughs> look, that. Look, let's just say, mate, you're a moron. Let's move on to the next thing. So here's, a, here's another really funny story that happened here in Australia. I, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to preface this by saying this guy, not a moron. Not a moron. Champ. Legend. Legend. Champ. Yeah. So this guy has boarded a flight to Perth. 
And for his checked-in luggage, he has checked in a can of beer. And what what can of beer was that? Because this is this what, is gonna, if this is a VB. He's you know he's come through. So I think it's going to be something. What it was is some that? red export can. I Expo- can't say what the actual brand is because it's covered with. They actually checked it in. They checked it in they for him. They actually checked it in for him. I was it, thinking about and this. And it landed. <laughs> and it's just going landed. around. But I think the funniest thing about this is if you just see like, you know, the day-to-day baggage handlers, all right? So they're in between, like right in the middle of destroying everything you've ever loved that's in your in your baggage. Like, you know, yep. just throw it. Hey, they just come across and it'd just be like, what? It, it, it's just a... I mean, uh, yeah. It's just hilarious to me that not only did he check that in, he collected it, but it got through to the other side unharmed. Yeah. Well, it, many things could have gone wrong. <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous. I can just me. see it being a, a case where he opens it, though, and it's like in The Simpsons, where, you know, they've got that yep, the April yep. Fool's one. Yeah. That, or it's just flat as shit. No, well, it can't be flat, can it? If it's like, what's the deal there with a the can? Like, if you shake a can forever and just never, you know, you never open it. That just like, I don't know, but yeah, it's a, it's got to still be in there. It's got to be still drinkable. As much as this section is called "Everyone Is a Moron," this guy's definitely yeah. This guy's moron. out of the out of the moron stage. So we're maybe just going to ne- give maybe him. Maybe next time he'll try a six pack. Does it cost him? Did it cost? That's a good question. Yeah, something that we don't know. Uh, something else that happened. So U.S. inmates are being offered reduced jail sentences. Um, they're getting offered to have thirty days cut off their job. Uh, their uh, jail sentence if they have a uh, vasectomy or they use uh, a type of birth control. So for men, it is a vasectomy. This is kind of eugenics, man. This is like, um, I don't know. This is definitely not on the lighter side because this is like a eugenics thing. It's like, okay, let's like make sure people who go to jail can't have kids. I mean, but I think this is just such a idiotic thing to tr- kind of put in place like sure if you want to get out 30 days early and you don't mind doing it that's fine but i don't think offering it is even yeah a it's kind of like dangling doing. a carrot that you're probably going to take like and especially if you're getting done by like big bob and he's like you know in the showers man if you're dropping the soap <laughs> i mean you're going to be taking that you know it's like it's either like you know not have kids or 30 days more with big bob um uh, you're probably going to be going for the vasectomy um I mean, I just, I don't know, man. That just, that, that kind of gets me to, I, 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 it's just so wrong on so many levels. It is, and it's being called un- unconstitutional, which I guess I don't know the specifics of it, but it could be. Neither, neither do I. Um, but neither do I. Just, it just seems like such a weird thing to happen in the world right now. I mean, at the same time, the world is pretty crazy at the moment. Yeah. But it just seems like such an odd thing. But the reasoning for it, the reasoning place. for it, the re- they don't want them to get, supposedly the reason why they're bringing this in is they don't want them to get out, get a girl pregnant, and then have them be burdened by a child. Condoms are a thing. Yeah. Like, just there slap one on. There ty- are types of birth control that you can use. Yeah. That will mean that you don't get someone pregnant. Yeah. I'm 23 years old. I've never gotten a girl pregnant. I've had sex many times. Ooh, have you but had sex many times? I don't want to brag, but you know, I've had it on at least girls. two and a half times. <laughs> two and a half times. But yeah, like it just seems like such a dumb thing to put in place. Who knows if it's legal? I guess we'll find out if I keep following this story. I probably won't. I'm not going to follow this story but anymore. I just hope to God it goes away. This is definitely the dumbest, maybe the dumbest one of all. Yeah, this is so a good one. This happens more often than I, than you know, you'd really expect. That. Yeah. So a drug dealer in Florida. His name is David Blackmon. He has called the police. Blackmon. Um, that's, a, to that's a name. 
find his lost cocaine. So basically what has happened is he's gone to his car, he's expected there to be cocaine in the car because he put it there, and he couldn't find it. So what he's decided to do, in his infinite wisdom, is to go, someone's stolen my cocaine, I'm going to call the cops. I can't, I can't really step the logic through of this one because at some point, maybe when it's on the phone, look, maybe you just, maybe it's been, a, you've had, you spent a lot of time on it or something, you haven't had a lot of sleep. Maybe you're dumb enough to like think and formulate that. Oh, I should call the cops for, you know, theft. But then at some point, your mind goes, that's really dumb because this is illegal. But this guy at no point in the logical sequence, in like the sequence of the events has gone, bad idea. Yeah. He's gone, no, I'm going to call him. And what's worse is they came and tried to help him find it. This do- dude isn't that young either. This guy is 32 years of age. How do people like that get through without like, you know, falling down a cliff or something? You I know what I mean? Is it the- Look, the police have turned up. They've gone searching for the cocaine in his car and they found a quarter ounce of cocaine in his car door. That's as- a lot as well. Was he just not like... Is- it's valued at about 50 US dollars. Oh, that's not much. Um, and well, they d- found a crack pipe as well. When so they say like ounces and stuff, that always throws me, man. Why can't guy, they just come in the future and use a metric system? This guy has also come out on Facebook since this event and said that the police are trying to uh, frame him for this. <laughs> um, so not the sharpest tool in the shed. But then again. But it just kind of shows how dumb some people can be. Coming from you know a place where I can't even imagine being that dumb. Yeah. It's it's kind of sad, but it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It is definitely hilarious. But then, you know, you kind of think it would make more sense if he was framed because who could be that dumb? <laughs> That's a special same, level, how, man. How can he have been framed when he called the police himself? I know, but like... And they I, found I know, it in his car when he couldn't find it. I know, I, know I, I get... Well, obviously the, he would be saying, oh, they planted it there. Yeah. That'd be their only thing. At the same time, he called Yeah, them but up. why would he call them up? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. But anyway, that is our segment. Everyone is a moron. Thank you to everyone who's tuned into the first episode of this podcast. We've been talking about doing this for a while. I'm glad that it's finally happened. This has been a lot of fun to do. Hopefully, it's been a lot of fun for you guys to watch. Um, and yeah, we'll be back every single week doing more of this stuff. Funny pieces, the serious pieces. Doing the best we possibly the can to make this interesting. Exactly. And I, learning how to do so at the same time. And you know what? We're going to get even better at this as well. This is going to just get we more hope. and we more hope. entertaining. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the uh, songs in the middle of all these segments. We tried to choose the most hilarious ones we can that just seem like songs that you haven't heard in a while. And then as soon as you hear them, you go, ah, oh, I remember that great one. Or Scandinavian Girls. Or Scandinavian Girls, which you're about to hear right now. Thanks, guys, for watching Not A Podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next time. Scandinavian Girls.